where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Welcome back to episode eight of Two White Chicks in China. We are happy to have you back. And as last week, this time we're going to start with a fact about China that you probably didn't know. So Holly, what's our fact for this week? Our、oh, fact this week is is good. It's it's quite funny actually. <laughs> so、um, there's a, a couple that meet online, a young a young couple, and、uh, they meet in real life. And I think they date for a short amount of time, and the guy realizes he's not that into the girl, but she's so in love with him that basically she refuses to leave his home, <laughs> and he lives with his parents.、Uh, so the parents get so sick of her like whining and you know all this stuff that the、uh, his parents call her parents to come and collect her. <laughs> So, after some time, they managed to take her. But the only way they managed to get her out of the apartment is they call the police and then they、uh, tie her legs together with rope.、What? They get her into a car. Yeah, they get her into into a car and they stop at like a toll booth, maybe to cross a bridge or something. Or get and, on the highway. Or get、maybe. on the highway, probably. Yeah. So, but the girl starts to scream that she's being kidnapped. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, but her parents are obviously mort- like mortified, but then they've got ID cards to prove who she is and who they are.、Um, but this this girl just created like s- such a huge scene over a guy she hasn't known very long. Oh man! Yeah, it's a it's a funny story, but it's also it's a bit sad, really. I hope that hasn't happened to any of you. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> yeah, me too. And that actually happened in Guangzhou, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that's yeah, neighboring yeah. where we are here、mm-hmm. in Shenzhen. Yeah, so that's true. Beware, men. Beware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very interesting.、Hmm. Okay, so let's、uh, let's move on to our question this week. 喂，你们好，我是挪威人。我挪威的名字是 Bendik， 我中国的名字是志忠。我去年去过兰州，挪威。呃，交换学生学习的呃学习的目的，体验外化的东西，很不同我习惯的生活在欧洲。但我现在回来了挪威，我要问你们的问题是：什么是你们最嗯怀念从原来的家的东西呢？鉴于呃我已经呃回到了挪威，我挑的东西是一个呃从中国兰州特产。那就是兰州特别好吃的牛肉面，回头见。Hello, I'm Norwegian. My Norwegian name is Bendik, and my Chinese name is Zhizhong. Last year, I went to Lanzhou as an exchange student, and I went to China for study purposes and experience something very diff- different of a culture compared to、uh, what I'm used to in Europe. But now I'm back in Norway. And I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is the thing that you most miss most from your original home, like in America, for example? And like considering I'm back in Norway, I picked something as an example, and that is a specialty specialty from China, Lanzhou, and that is、uh, beef noodles, and which Lanzhou is really famous for. See you later. 
Oh man, thanks, Bendik. That's a that's a really interesting question yeah, to think sure. about. Yeah. Man, where do we even begin? So I think I'd like to divide it into two pieces because okay. I think there are two two topics here. One is what are the things that you would miss from your home country. Mm. And then I think it's also interesting if Holly and I talk a little bit about the things that we would miss about China when, if ever <laughs> we end up leaving here. <laughs> so let's, yeah, so let's start to uh, discuss first about the things that we would miss, the things that we currently do miss yeah. while living in China. So what are yeah. some of the things that you miss, Holly? Okay, so when I, first heard the question, I was thinking food, of course, all of those foodie things. You always think about food. I, I do always think about food. Um, but having been here for almost four years, there there are ways to get these things that I miss, you know, Marmite and oh, tea. No. I know, I know, but I do miss those things and those things, I need those things to still feel, you know, that I, I'm me, basically. In the inside, you're still exactly English. That's right, that's right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've managed to find those things and I don't, I can't say that I miss those things anymore. Um, but of course, I miss my, my parents and my brother. You have to say that. I do have They're to say that. They're probably listening, so if you don't say that. I know, I know. I miss you guys, <laughs> too, <laughs> with obvious. Um, but I, I do miss my home, not, not, not my hometown exactly, but being in my parents' house and that loving, comfortable feeling you have. You, you, I, you don't even have to do anything there. You can just be relaxing. But I do miss that feeling of, of home. Even though I've tried to make my, my apartment here feel like home, mm. it, it, misses, it, it doesn't have certain elements. You know, because of the, most of the time in Shenzhen, it's, it's hot. Mm -hmm. So, there aren't carpets, there are, there are very few comfortable things, really. So, I'm, I miss the, those parts of my, my parents' house. Yeah, that's true, I didn't think about it. Mm. When you live, because you know, you and I are both from colder mm -hmm. climates, so when you you live in that environment, the house is usually cozier. Yeah, that's you have a, these yeah. big throw pillows and blankets right. laying around, mm -hmm. and yeah, you have a fireplace usually. Yeah and then carpets and mm. or wooden floors it's warm but right. in in china typically in order to save on air conditioning they build them as cool as possible yeah. so you usually have tiled floors which are usually the same tile like mm -hmm. most a lot of chinese apartments have exactly this this same white tile <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, white is. walls and so it doesn't have that same comfy feeling to it. And also yeah. just living in China is, as a foreigner, it's more transient. Like you don't yes. own the apartment that you live in. That's right. You typically, after a year is up, you consider moving. So you don't really settle in mm -hmm. one place for a very long time, even if yeah. you're in the same city. Yeah. So I've lived yeah, in, right. fortunately I've only lived in two different apartments while being in Shenzhen, yeah. but I also lived in Chengdu for a year, so in the five years I've been here, I've had three different apartments. Yeah, and I bet you've uh, accumulated a lot of things as well. Even, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> even though this isn't, you, you might not be here forever, you do, you do keep you things. You slowly, yeah, it just slowly, it's amazing how much it builds up 
over time, especially mm. shoes. Oh my god, I have so many <laughs> shoes. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not too bad on the shoe front, but my wardrobe is full of mm. other things that I don't wear. <laughs> <laughs> so and also going along with that, I miss quality household appliances because mm. also like when you you don't know if you're gonna leave next year or two years or three years from now you typically will buy cheaper things just to kind of get by yeah. for the time being and so you don't really invest into proper kitchen appliances yeah such as true. a blender or a toaster oven mm. you just kind of get the cheaper ones and it is it's different it's different when you have everything you have is kind of like throwaway. yeah that's true but even even talking about uh, appliances in general, even most more expensive things, I don't think are very good quality. Yeah, <laughs> so true. maybe that's something we also miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. Things that don't like fall apart after mm. five minutes. <laughs> quality, quality, just quality. Yeah, <laughs> quality. Talking of quality, clothes. Oh yeah, is is quite a big one for me. Um, Firstly, finding clothes that are kind of my style, mm. few and far between. Even big, like, uh, high street shops that I, I find, if I was at home, they don't sell clothes that are really my thing, but I could pick a few things and make an outfit from them. Mm. You know, maybe if I bought accessories from somewhere else. Right, but, just kind of piece together yeah, something. Yeah, but here I find that very difficult. I find that, of course, the clothes are the design for a different shape and a different, you know. One size fits all. Actually, in most Chinese yeah, shops, they only have one size. The clothes do not have yeah. specific sizes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I, I was so I, I went to Forever Twenty One last night. It's the I think is it the the first Forever Twenty One in Shenzhen or something. It's pretty. I big. don't know, but it's it's it's. It's new and it's massive. It is. And I was excited to go because I thought, oh, this is going to be good. I've been to this particular store in Singapore and uh, somewhere else, the Philippines. And the, st the store was really cool, but mm. this was not cool. And I was bitterly disappointed. Mm. And talking of one size fits all, underwear. Yeah. How can pants, I, I'm when I say pants, I'm, I mean undies, you know? <laughs> How can one size fit all? How can I be the same size as like one of these teeny weeny Chinese girls? No way. Yeah, same here. <laughs> same unbelievable. Baby got back, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I definitely agree with you there. <laughs> well, moving away from shopping topics, because yeah. I think we've talked a little bit about that in previous episodes. Yeah. If you're curious yeah. about some of the things that you can and can't buy in China, you can check out episode four. If you go to writtenchinese.com slash episode four, we talk a little bit more about shopping and mm -hmm. this and that. But I think one of the things that I miss the most about living in China is stars. Oh, yeah. Stars have, I mean, we have maybe four. I think we have four now. So we see a couple stars. But as I'm from a small town in Wisconsin, I mean, we also have some light pollution. But you, you don't have to drive very far mm -hmm. to get yeah, out of that to, to actually out, yeah. see the night yeah. sky. And I think yeah. as a human being, it's not natural just never to see mm -hmm. any stars. Yeah, I agree. I think it's normal yeah. to like every so often stare up and realize how small you are yeah. and go through those philosophical questions to yourself. Mm -hmm. And here, 
I guess you do it in another sense. You stand next to the KK building, which is 100 <laughs> stories tall, and you realize how small you are. But <laughs> yeah. it's not the same connection with mm. the earth and yeah, be heavily celestial beings and whatnot. So that's something that I, I feel like instinctually yeah. that I miss. Yeah, I, I, I get that. It makes a lot of sense. But nature in, I, nature in general, I know that, of course, you can leave the city and find very rural areas, but I feel like it's not the same as home. It really isn't, because I don't think that there are wild areas in China that, mm. at least not accessible. I mean, yeah. you can't really, in China you can't, like in the U.S. you can just drive anywhere I mean yeah. there aren't any regular as long as there's a road and it's not a private driveway mm -hmm. you can just drive anywhere but it's a little more restrictive in China yeah so you can't I had a friend who was biking through China and she was just using her GPS yeah. and she got to a city and it literally said no foreigners allowed it's unbelievable, on the outside it? of and it and so she wasn't able to actually go through the city and she tried to sneak through anyway. That's another story. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I'll have her on one of these days because be she's awesome. got a lot of China experiences, yeah. which are very, very... She's Icelandic and awesome, and mm -hmm. she's got a lot to talk about her life in China. She's been here for many, many, many years. But um, basically what I'm trying to say is that you aren't able to just explore. Yeah, you have to stay on the beaten path. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah this hiking like Chinese people out of Chinese people say yeah I like to go hiking but all it is is climbing stairs yes you can't even go off the path to have your feet on the actual dirt you have to just climb up these man-made stairs yeah so you are Definitely. very far from nature yeah in China at least in in the in the urban areas yeah definitely and and they're all tourist traps mm. like all of them you know that nothing's left untouched there's rubbish everywhere because people just come and they just trash the these places that should be beautiful there are just so many people yeah that's true you can't get i guess you can't get away from that factory because <laughs> that's uh you can't do anything about it <laughs> um so i uh, something else that i i miss um is live music oh that's a good one and i i'm hearing more and more uh, of live gigs that are happening in shenzhen but the small like the small events uh hong kong but there are there are gigs but it's it's not as i mean it's not that easy just to cross on an evening and come back if you've got to work mm. um so yeah that's one thing i i really miss when i was back home you know i could go to gigs every weekend and even just small like yeah i was gonna say even small just small bands. local there isn't a lot of i mean besides penny black shout mm -hmm. out to penny black in yep. shenzhen which does great local music that's but true. that's one of the few places mm. that i mean some places do these kind of they'll have like a filipino band which does yeah, like the terrace top 40 hits mm. After you've heard it for the first time, you don't really need to go back. It's not very original. I mean, usually the quality is okay, but it's yeah. not authentic. Cover bands are a big yeah, thing. Yeah, they're all in yeah, China. they're cover bands exactly. So Penny Black actually does have a more unique. It's a it's a little tiny little pub. Yeah, that's located in OCT in Shenzhen. So that's but that's the I mean I've searched 
far and mm-hmm. wide to find good music, live music. Yeah. And it is. It's hard to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, recently, there was a rock, like a rock show uh, in OCT, too, uh, two mm. weeks ago, I think. And apparently, it was very good. So if it happens again, I would really like to go because I do miss it a lot. And I know a lot of friends feel the same way. Mm-hmm. It's a big, sure. I think music's a big part of our culture I mean our culture reading yeah well I think it kind of goes back to the psyche too because in uh, I'm guessing in the UK it's similar but in in the US as a child everybody wants to be a rock star or an actress (laughs) you know maybe that's Hollywood brainwashing but everybody's you know they have that I, I actually really like that about the US that it, when you're a child, people tell you you can be anything. Mm. And so you dream of doing whatever sounds the most fun to do, you know, be on stage and people cheering and you're the center of attention and all that. And in China, they don't do that. They're a lot more pragmatic. They don't tell you you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. They tell you you need to get a job so you can provide for your family. <laughs> and if, you know, That's if you true. can make money, then you'll be successful. So it's it, they don't have the same view towards nurturing art. Yeah, in children and young adults, as in yeah, the U.S. At least that's—I mean—that's my experience. Mm-hmm. They still do some art classes here and there, but they don't. Very few people go into art as a career. Yeah, I think so. I think your parents have to be very open-minded if you allow that. Mm-hmm. Maybe the parents were already like art arty themselves. I guess <laughs> I know some like some families that are like that. A lot of them do take, you know, an instrument. So they'll oh, study yeah. they'll study violin or they will study there's a ancient Chinese instrument called gu zheng which is really pretty it looks like a massive it's almost like a harp mm. but laid down Flat. on it yes. yeah laid, yes. it's it's really beautiful and I've I've had some friends who play it and play it really beautifully yeah. but they it don't compose nice they typically they don't they don't create their own music mm. and they you know they're not creating anything new yeah. they're not adding they're just they're just reproducing pieces that they are taught to reproduce. Yeah, I don't think they can easily like ad lib and mm. create something. Yeah, I think mm. when you ask a Chinese person to be creative, they tend to be scared. Like they get scared. Yeah, a lot of them get they don't because I guess it's not really something you can quantify. Like you yeah. can't really exactly put a value on on creativity yeah, and so those kind of things are really difficult for a lot of Chinese brains to compute because so many of them are just point A to point B and you know they just they're not thinking uh, multilaterally yeah. so that kind of goes along with the whole with the music scene too I think yeah I think so yeah logical thought is definitely like more important, I think, here. Mm. Mm. And we spoke a little bit about the music in episode six, or was it seven? Six. Episode six, when we had the Spanish band on there that was yeah. singing in Mandarin. And I don't want to say that there's no talent in China. I'm just saying the talent is just not nurtured yeah. here in the same way that it is in the West. So it doesn't really grow at the, at the same 
it's it's not as impressive. I at least yeah, that's been my experience. I keep at hoping to yeah, someone right, will right. like yeah, sweep me off my feet feet with musical <laughs> talents. I'm really waiting for it. If you know of anyone, please <laughs> yeah, put a comment or send us a voicemail because we're you know we're really looking for that. Mm. I also miss. I mean, got on that same Music. track, cinema. Oh yeah. But, but maybe I think that cinema in China is has become has been allowed to grow far more than music mm. maybe it's just preference like maybe chinese people kind of enjoy this pop regurgitation kind of thing <laughs> whereas cinema has seemed to be allowed it's been allowed to to grow and being more artistic i think although maybe that kind of work that's made in China is probably banned in the, eventually, so I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, I miss being able to go to the cinema and watching a movie in English. Yeah, that's a good point that I didn't even think about too, is that maybe part of the reason why people don't express themselves through music or through art is, you know, when you, when you create great art, usually you're sending a message. Yeah. And maybe that message just isn't allowed to be said. Here. I think I think that that's so it might be part of it. Because, yeah. Yes. Oh man, it's getting so deep. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some other things that you miss about home? Um, a very small thing, um, but actually reading a physical book. Oh. We've had this conversation recently, actually, mm. the two of us. The smell of the a book. The smell of a book, but and the the physical feeling of turning the page. And a Kindle is, is, is great. I mean, it's an awesome uh, device, but it doesn't, it's, it doesn't equal that, that feeling of reading from a, from a real book. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, okay, I have books here, of course, but most of them are for learning Chinese. Right. Or things that I've picked up here and there, and they're not, I mean, I, I, I would, you know, back at home, I've, there are hundreds and maybe even thousands of books, I don't know. Uh, in my parents' attic, <laughs> mm. um, and it's never going to be like that here. How can I even access that that level of? You have to you know, bring them over slowly, piece by piece. Not <laughs> well, if they don't have any political agenda, then they may be available on Amazon. Amazon now we yeah, have Amazon yeah, true. in China. Mm. It's pretty convenient, but I know what you mean. Yeah, it's one of those things you don't want to buy it because you know after you read it, then you have this bulky thing mm -hmm. that you're going to have to eventually. If you eventually, yeah, back. our lives are kind of just like <laughs> stuck in this. I kind of yeah. feel like I'm in purgatory. Purgatory, yeah, limbo for sure. Yeah, I agree. I came here thinking I'd be here for a year, so I mean, mm. I have all my stuff back home. Yeah. So it's kind of a, it is, it's a weird feeling to be in China for so long. Because now, I mean, I've been living here for longer than I lived in Milwaukee, which is where I was living. Oh, really? Before coming, yeah. And when I had that realization, I was. Well, I was like, wow, I really have been in China for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there's anyone out there that's all kind of like us and I have been living in China for a while now, it would be interesting to hear how you have coped kind of being away from home and not just things that you miss, but if your life is the same as ours and you haven't really completely allowed yourself to settle because you know you probably won't stay here for the rest of your life. Yeah, we want to hear your China yeah, stories. I would I would definitely be interested to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, Nara, anything else that you, you I think miss? I've got one more that I was thinking of discussing and that is uh, I miss quiet. <laughs> yeah. That okay. 
is impossible to find yeah. here. Yeah, it is. For one, I guess living in, maybe it's similar in New York, in New York City, you know, mm -hmm. the city never sleeps. Yeah. Shenzhen never sleeps. Absolutely. And it's not just, it's not just that because, yeah, in any large city you'll have, you'll have traffic going, mm -hmm. I mean, most cities you'll have traffic going round the clock and you'll have people out and about doing whatever and that's kind of normal but what I miss too is I don't know what it is about developing countries but I, in my experience in all the developing countries that I visited I've been to quite a few yeah I've noticed that whenever they have a speaker system in like public transit they always just put it to the highest volume possible. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to blast the information yeah, at you as loudly as possible. So in mm -hmm. the metro, if you're standing by the speaker, it blasts. You know, you have this big beeping noise and it tells you which yeah. stop you're at. I have to move away from the speaker. Another thing is the honking. Yeah, it's constant. When they're driving on the street. For no reason either. They honk, yeah, for no reason. No reason. No reason. Yeah. I know in Chengdu it was even worse because they would just completely ignore the traffic lights. Mm. So in Shenzhen, they, they, they definitely pay attention yeah. to the traffic lights. You Mom. very, <laughs> very rarely will see them disobeying the traffic lights. Yeah. But in Chengdu, they almost never obey. So what they did was, if they were approaching the traffic light and it was red, they would just lay on the horn to let people know that they were coming, and then they would just drive <laughs> right through it. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, That's okay, crazy. so the one thing I would I miss is that people that drive normally. <laughs> Man, because people drive crazy. People are crazy drivers here. Like they have there are, there must be laws and rules, but I don't I feel like people just just kind of drive to their own rules and but because everyone else knows that, they they can all get along. There I I personally have seen very few accidents here. Yeah, me neither. And typically they'll drive very slowly. Mm. There are very few people who are just gunning it. Yeah. Most of the traffic is driving very slowly and the driver is very aware of what's going on in front of him and to the sides. Not so much to the back. No. Because they'll change lanes without <sighs> looking back. Yeah, that, that still which is crazy. scares me. It is crazy. <laughs> but for the most part it's safe. The driving is safe, but it's yeah. To my brain, it's completely illogical. They yeah. don't use the lanes at all. They just they they make turns in front. You know, they make a they'll make a left turn, even though they're in the far right yeah, lane. Yeah, the far yeah, yeah. They'll just cross so, over yeah. each other. And the other cars just kind of react to it and kind of move out of the yeah. way. It's just like one big. Our friend Joe wrote this article about how it was all one big game of Tui Shou, which is a form of Tai Chi, where you put your wrists together and you're supposed to keep exactly two ounces of pressure between the two of you. Okay. So if one guy released the pressure, then you're supposed to add more pressure. Okay. And so it's like, you know, give and take. Give and that's take, kind of yeah. how they drive. So he wrote this article. Oh, yeah. that, I mean, we can put a link to it on yeah, writtenchinese.com slash episode eight, because that's a really interesting article about yeah, how it sure. <laughs> compares the traffic yeah. to Tai Chi. <laughs> Do you miss driving? Yeah, I guess I miss an open road. Mm. I think... I wouldn't be crazy about. I have driven in China. In China, have you? Yeah, but only um, just like on a, on like a ba basically a straight big mm -hmm. road. A friend of mine had a new 
Beamer and we were up near Inner Mongolia so the roads were just like <laughs> massive and nice. just like wide and so he asked me if I wanted to drive it. Okay, like, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool. If you've got that opportunity, but I would I don't think I'd want to drive in the city. I know people no. that do that and like Forget foreigners it. that uh, actually, it's a friend of mine. He he didn't drive in the UK, but he drives here. Oh man, <laughs> it's not. It's really not something I want to try, to be honest. No thanks. No <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, let's flip it real quick and yeah. talk a little bit about what are some things that you might miss when you leave China, if you leave China eventually, Holly. Uh, Taobao. Oh. <laughs> it's so materialistic. I'm so sorry, but I would I would miss Taobao. It's okay. You can say it's like it's the Chinese equivalent to eBay, but it totally isn't. It's not. You can get anything for nothing. For nothing, peanuts. Anything, anything. So you can get anything from popcorn to patio furniture. Uh huh. Delivery Have to done. your door, yeah, <laughs> for about a dollar. The yeah. delivery cost is usually like a dollar and a half or something like that. Yep. And it comes if it if because in Shenzhen we have quite a few factories around here. Uh -huh. So if it's made in Shenzhen, then you can order it and get it within less than twenty four hours. Yeah. And they just bring it right to you. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else did I miss? Um. Some. I guess some of the food. I know we not, we weren't going to talk about food, but. I'll just drop it in there, like uh, cha shao bao. Oh, cha shao bao. And probably dumplings, because things like that just aren't really the same at home. Um, yeah, Chinese dumplings are yeah. to be missed. Yeah, I think so. Mm. How about how about you? In terms uh, of food? No, just in general, things that you might miss. Oh, I, I also would miss the convenience of e-commerce in China. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy convenient. You guys don't even know. It's yeah, crazy. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And also true. just... Convenience in general, you can pay somebody to just do your bidding. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that's just So I would miss, true. you know, having, um, I have a cleaning lady. Yeah, me too, yeah. You can hire someone to cook your meals yeah. for you, and it costs next to nothing. Do all mm. your grocery shopping for you, it costs next to nothing. Run downstairs, like, the pretty much every convenience store, they'll deliver you stuff. Yeah, that's true. So in any complex, there'll be a 24-hour convenience store. Mm. And you can call them at three in the morning and say, "Hey, we need more beer." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm barbecue. Yeah, you cigarettes. Can barbecue. It's crazy. Like, <laughs> just bring it up to you. It's crazy. insane. Like these. Okay, fair enough. If you, you at home, we can all order takeaway. You know, you want a pizza, you just call them up. But between certain hours, right? Here, you can get 24-hour uh, McDonald's mm. and and other kind of fast food. But barbecue. So we've talked about street barbecue before, and it's, but it's like. These people just come at sort of 9 or 10 p.m. and just set up on the side of the street. Yeah. Like, there's nothing there. They bring culture. chairs, they bring everything. But if you want, you can just call them and they'll bring food to your house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it's insane. And also brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Especially for those wild nights. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. You're an angel. Yes. Anyway, um... <laughs> Final thing that I would miss are the apps in mm -hmm. China, or as Chinese people like to call them, APP. APP they yeah. never say app, they say APP. Um, I'm talking about mobile phone apps. For example, they have one, it's called Didi Dacha. Oh, the favorite. So Didi Dacha is, um, it's an app for your phone that calls you a taxi. Hmm. It's pretty easy to get a cab in Shenzhen anyway. Apart from if, on New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve <laughs> it's tricky, but... 
even then you can you use the app it's so convenient it's kind of like uber but it's much faster and yeah. they compete for your business so they're really really quick yeah so usually when you order a cab you just it, it knows where you are already yeah. it knows mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you just send out a signal and then it'll tell you how many cabs are within like two minutes yes. of you and then that cab, whatever, whoever grabs it first gets your business. And so then they'll come over it's great. and pick you up. So you usually get a cab within, what, three minutes or yeah. something crazy like that. And sometimes you get, like, cash back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. So mm -hmm. you can end, you end up getting free taxi services after mm -hmm. some time. It's pretty good. For sure. Yeah. Any, oh. other, any other Chinese apps that you use? I, I use Tao, the Taobao app all the time. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Taobao is going to make some good business for me after this. It already has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, WeChat. Yeah, WeChat is cool. I'm not crazy about... I mean, it's a nice chat app, mm -hmm. but everybody uses it, so it is super convenient. And sharing yeah. photos that way is, is really nice. I'm, I'm not really into posting a lot of photos on my social media so yeah. I like when people share me photos mm -hmm. privately or I can share photos yeah. more privately so it's a pretty good plus you can you can also buy stuff using the WeChat app it's taking over e-commerce I haven't well. done that yet Tried okay it. I hooked up my credit card I'm ready to really? rock really <laughs> oh that's risky <laughs> yeah and they have they have games and things now don't they and mm -hmm. that's kind of cool it's become its own ecosphere yeah definitely yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's talk a little bit, a tiny little bit about Chinese as a language. Mm -hmm. And I want to bring you a word that you can learn this week from our discussion. So since we talked a lot about the things that we miss, I thought a good word to teach you would be thing. So usually used for a physical thing, anything. So <laughs> you say, um, 东西. So it's D-O-N-G-X-I is opinion, first tone, then neutral tone, 东西. So 东西, it literally means, 东 means east, 西 means west. So it's kind of cool. So the, yeah, the way that they describe things, like a physical thing, mm. is like basically anything between the east, east and the and west. west yeah. <laughs> so I really cool. like that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, we'll put the link to the Written Chinese Online Dictionary on our page for episode 8, so writtenchinese.com slash episode 8. So if you, you have an interest in Chinese language, you can check it out there. Uh, yeah, as always, though, we'd like to thank our sponsors, writtenchinese.com. You're awesome. We are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, we would also like you to leave us a voicemail message, please. <laughs> We've gotten some. We have, we have, but we want more. It's not we enough. We do want more. Uh, I don't know what you're waiting for. I don't know either. Writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Please go there, leave us a voicemail. Go now. Go now. <laughs> go on. Stop procrastinating. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and also, if you could leave us a rating on iTunes, oh, yeah, it would be nice. awesome yeah, because we, we want to know if you guys find the show useful, if you mm -hmm. like it, if you don't like it, that's fine too. We just want to get a bit more feedback for what you guys are thinking. So please, I know it's kind of a hassle to find your way into the ratings part, but we would really <laughs> love it. just a button, press it. <laughs> if you find the show useful or interesting at all, we would really love it if you could leave us um, a rating. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you don't want to do any of that, but you still want to contact us, you can go. You can send us an email. Uh, support at writtenchinese.com. We read every email. Yeah, we do. 
Okay, well, <laughs> thank you very much for listening to episode eight of Two Way Chicks in China, and uh, tune in again next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.